Welcome to the Faith Community Church Podcast, a ministry of Faith Community Church in South Boston, Virginia. This week, we have a special guest with us to encourage you to deepen your faith in Jesus Christ. All right. Well, hey, good morning, Faith Community. My name is Daniel Link, like we said. I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia. I'm currently getting my master's at Liberty right now. I'm getting a Master of Divinity in Christian Leadership and Church Ministries. So I'm almost done. My plan is to graduate in December. So, so close, but yet so far away at the same time. We're almost there. Um, I also work full-time for a nonprofit in Lynchburg called Patrick Henry Family Services, but I'm looking to go into full-time ministry. So that's why I'm getting my, my training and education now. Uh, but in addition to that, I'm accompanied by my fiance, Monica. She's in the, the front row there. We got engaged July 4th, and we set a date last week, December 12th, is when we're going to get married. So we are eager and excited, uh, and we can't, can't wait. December 12th is, is the day that, uh, man, we're counting down the days. <laughs> Wedding planning is in full gear. We're busy people, but God is good, and uh, Monica is a blessing to me. Uh, and marriage is, is going to be a good gift. But hey, Mark chapter 8, this is the, the passage that we're going to be in this morning. And this is the word that I feel like the Lord has really placed on my heart to share with you all this morning. It's a passage of scripture that's spoken to me time and time again. And as I'm entering into a lot of different transitional seasons, moving into full-time ministry, doing uh, full-time work, stepping into marriage, stepping into so many other different aspects of my life, this passage continues to be something that gives me encouragement and hope, and my prayer is that it would do the same for you as well, and it would be a scripture that ultimately points us back to Jesus, that we would look to Jesus, that we would be reminded of Jesus and how good Jesus really is. So Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 21, those are the scriptures that we're going to be reading. So it's a little bit long, but just bear with me because it's all just so, so good. Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 21. I'll give you a second to turn there. And this is what it says, starting in verse 1. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have had nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far, far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed this many people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they, are, and they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people, and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmathua. Verse 11, the Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Verse 14, now they had forgotten to bring bread and they had only 
had one loaf left with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another this fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves of the 5,000, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you take up then? And they said to him, Seven. And he said back to them, Do you still not yet understand? Faith community, the title of my message this morning is Don't Forget to Remember. Don't Forget to remember. Let's, let's pray one final time as we get ready to dig into this scripture. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. Thank you for the community of people that have gathered together to worship you and to spend time with you and to fellowship with one another. I pray and I ask the Holy Spirit, you'd give us eyes that are open, hearts that are open, and ears that are open to receive the message that you have for us. May we be, uh, look to you. May you be honored and glorified through the, through the communication and the speaking and preaching of your word. And may ultimately, we all, may we always look to you and be pointed back to you and love you. May your kingdom come and your will be done in this place and in this moment. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. So don't forget, right? Don't forget to remember. It's kind of a play on words. So let's, let's talk about what that means, right? Don't forget to remember, right? We, as human beings, we have a tendency to forget, right? It's just natural, you know, whether it be your keys, right? We've all misplaced our car keys, and it's the worst thing in the world, right? When you have to leave your house, maybe you're on the way to work or to the grocery store or something, and you have no idea. You forgot where you placed your keys. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. You're hectic. You're pulling things apart. You're trying to find your keys. Or if you're like me, I go to the go to the grocery shopping, but I have a bad habit of not making a list. Monica always tells me when you go to the store, write down what you're going to get from the store so you don't forget. Do I listen? No. I go to the store and I always come back to my apartment and text her or call her and be like, man, I completely forgot to grab the milk or I completely forgot to get the eggs because I didn't write it down. And there was one time I was on the way to work. I, my, the job that I had currently was about 45 minutes away. I commuted all the way to work, 45 minutes, and forgot the keys to open the store and had to turn right back around and drive 45 minutes back. And 45 minutes back out the other way just so I could start the shift. Listen, right? Forgetfulness is in our human nature. We all have stories. We all have situations, whether it be a daily occurrence or whether it be a specific instance or situation in our life where we forgot something. Maybe you forgot your child at the grocery store. Maybe you forgot your keys. Maybe you misplaced your phone. Maybe you forgot an anniversary or a birthday. These are things that just happen in our lives because in our human nature, we're forgetful people. Well, it's like that for us spiritually too. I believe that not only physically do we forget, but sometimes spiritually we forget as well. So the that's the problem, right? Forgetfulness is the problem that we all experience. So then the question becomes, okay, well, what's the solution? What's the solution? The solution is to 
remember, and you might be thinking, okay, Dan, like, thank you for that information. I know that I need to remember. That's the reason why I keep forgetting. But in this passage, we see this theme played out through these 21 verses. The disciples encounter a situation where they experience spiritual forgetfulness. So what I want to do this morning is as we kind of walk through this text, I want to share with you and encourage you with three things I don't want you to forget from this passage. Three things I don't want you to forget. I want you to remember these three things that I believe Jesus wants to remember about him, the Christian faith, and how to live a spiritual life, and ultimately what it means to count the cost of discipleship. So let's Read this. Three things I don't want you to forget, and that's number one. Don't forget that Jesus is compassionate. Don't forget that Jesus is compassionate. This is what it says, reading back in verses 1 through 10. In those days, when a great crowd had gathered together and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish, And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces of over seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dolphimea. So let's break down what's happening in this story. So this is a different account from the feeding of the 5,000. Right? We're all familiar, most of us, I would say, with the story of the feeding of the 5,000 people where Jesus was in a very similar situation. There was a large crowd of people that was following him. They wanted to be near him. They wanted to gather from his teaching. And it was a long day, and they had nothing to eat. But there was a little boy there who had just five loaves and two fish. Jesus blessed the fish, multiplied it, and he was able to perform a miracle that provided for and met the needs of all those people. This is a very identical situation, only it's 4,000 people. And yet we are here again in a similar situation. People are wanting to be near Jesus. People are wanting to listen to Jesus and his teaching. They're attracted to Jesus and they're hungry. But this is what I don't want us to miss from that section. And that's Jesus is compassionate. Jesus is compassionate. He sees the need of the people and he tells his disciples they're hungry. They are in a desolate place. They're far away from home. If I send them away now, they won't have anything to eat. Why is that important? Because no matter what you're going through in your life right now, you need to remember that Jesus is compassionate. Whether you're facing a particular sin or temptation, whether you're facing a difficult scenario or circumstance on your job or in your family, whether it's medical, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, no matter what you're experiencing or what you're going through, Jesus is compassionate. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to help you. Jesus can provide for you the things that you need. It's when we forget that Jesus is compassionate 
So often we become discouraged, we become hopeless, we believe lies about ourselves that are not true. And this morning, I want us to remember, I don't want us to forget and miss that little part of this story that Jesus is compassionate, He sees you, He knows you, He loves you, and He can help you with the things that you need. He's not distant, disinterested, or disengaged with how you feel, what you're going through, and the things that you need. He has compassion on you. He empathizes with you. And He can and will help you. Number two, don't forget to believe. Don't forget to believe. This is what it says in verses 11 and 13. The Pharisees came and began to argue with Him, seeking from Him a sign from heaven to test Him. And He sighed deeply in His spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat, and went to the other side. So after Jesus performs this miracle, he has compassion on the people. Yet again, he blesses what little bit they have of fish and bread. He's able to perform this miraculous sign, this miraculous miracle, and he feeds 4,000 people. Well, then he gets in the boat and he travels to the other side. But before they leave, they're met with an encounter from the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are looking at Jesus after he just performed this miracle and said, hey, we don't believe that you are really the Messiah. We don't believe that you really are the Christ. So we need you to perform a miraculous sign for us. And essentially what Jesus is saying is, what do you mean? I just performed a miraculous feeding of four thousand people and you're asking me for another sign he says oh unbelieving generation why do these generations seek a sign so i don't want us to forget to believe no matter what you're going through what are you going through right now that's so big and that's so overwhelming look in those situations and in those moments don't forget to to believe that jesus is who he said he is if he said he's a provider, he'll provide. If he says that he's compassionate and the God of all comfort, he can bring comfort and compassion. If he says that he's the good shepherd, he'll shepherd you. If he says that he loves you, he'll love you. Don't forget to believe those things. And so often what happens when we go through certain scenarios, those things, those instances, whether it be problems that we're facing or circumstances that are too great for us to bear, or even just a bad day, those things become so great and so in front of our face that we can't see past anything else. But when, but when we remember to believe, those spiritual blinders come off and we have a greater perspective and we're reminded, okay, Jesus is who He said He is. He can do what He said He will do. And we can take God at His word and rest in His promises. If He said that He can forgive you of your sin, that if you confess your sin, He'll forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Listen, if you confess your sin and ask for forgiveness and repent, He will forgive you. Believe in who God is. Believe in what He says He will do. Do not give up. Don't lose heart and don't lose faith. Don't forget to believe. And finally, number three, don't forget to remember, right? Back to kind of that, that title. And this is what I'm going to really do to really tie it all in and, and bring some of this home. Verses 14 and 24. And this is kind of what happens as the disciples carry on with Jesus. If you read through the Gospels in the New Testament, oftentimes what, happen is when, what happens is when Jesus performs a miracle 
or he establishes a certain teaching or communicates a certain spiritual truth. He engages with the people. He engages with the Pharisees, but he intentionally removes himself from crowds and from other people and gets away with his disciples so that he can be more intimate and teach them very specific lessons one-on-one. And let's read again how the disciples responded. So now they had forgotten to bring bread. Right? They just ate bread. They just had fish. They had food left over. Now the disciples are in the boat with Jesus, and they forgot to bring bread. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Have you eyes but do not see? And have you ears but do not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves of the 5,000? How many basketfuls of broken pieces did you take up? And they said, Twelve. And the seven for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you take up? And he said to them, Seven. And he said to them, Do you still not understand? Don't forget to remember. Isn't it so funny, this situation? The disciples were some of Jesus's, if not the most of Jesus's, closest friends, intimate people of fellowship. They were with Jesus in his ministry. They loved Jesus. They did life with Jesus. And they saw Jesus perform all kinds of miracles. Not only that, they saw Jesus feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. And then on top of that, They just saw Jesus, yet again, feed 4,000 people with just a few fish and a couple loaves of bread. And they had abundance. They had some left over. And then they get in this boat, and they're traveling to the other side of the lake. And they're talking, and they have this encounter with Jesus. And they're arguing about how they don't have enough to eat. They forgot to bring bread. And they're in a situation where they're probably hangry, They don't know what to do. They're angry at each other. They're upset at each other. They're irritated. And Jesus is listening in on this conversation. And he's saying, do you not understand what just happened? Do you still not believe? How can you argue about not having one loaf of bread and a couple of fish when I just multiplied that? I just performed that miracle for you in front of you and for other people. If I had compassion on them, don't you think I would have compassion on you? If Jesus can feed close to 9,000 people with just a few loaves and a couple of fish, don't you think that he could feed 12? Don't you think he could feed 12? And this is what Jesus is saying to these people. And it's easy for us to kind of peer into this passage and read it and break it down and look at it from an aerial view and go, wow, the disciples, really, they just don't get it. How could they forget that? They literally just came from a miracle in person that Jesus performed, they helped out by passing out the food. They know that it was real. They were able to touch it and feel it and taste it and sense it. But yet, just a few hours later, they're complaining about how there's not enough. So often in our lives, I believe that we can do the same thing spiritually, right? Jesus comes through for us. He answers a prayer. We experience a breakthrough in something. Maybe we had a son or a daughter or a family member who came back to the Lord. They were wayward for a while, but through our praying and intercession, they found Christ again. But they were met with another situation, and we get worried, and we get anxious. Listen, 
It's just human nature, right? I do that. We all do that. That's why it's important we need to remember. We need to remember what God has done for us. In those situations when we get overwhelmed or we're experiencing certain trials and things that we feel like are too great for us to bear or too impossible for God to meet, we need subtle reminders that, hey, I know that God has did this before. I know that he can do it again. If he can feed 9,000, he can feed 12. If he can provide for my need back then, surely he will provide for my need right now. If he loved me back then, even when I was still in sin, Man, when I get angry at my wife, yeah, he'll still love me now if I come to him and be honest and confess. Man, if he provided for me financially when I had nothing, man, even now that I'm facing another financial hardship, man, if he provided for me back then, he will provide for me now. These are the things that we have to encourage ourselves with because just human nature, we forget. We just simply forget. And when we forget, that's when life gets difficult. That's when life gets discouraging. That's when life gets overwhelming. But when we remember who God is and all that he's done for us, man, we can take on the world with Christ because we know who God is. We know he's on our side and we know that if he did it before, he will do it again. So I got three application points that I want to give you as we wrap up. So we're talking about all these things, right? How do we practically implement that into our daily lives? Application point number one, I would encourage you to record or journal when God answers a prayer. Record or or write down or journal when God answers a prayer. I keep a prayer journal of my own uh, at home. I journal down prayers. I journal down uh, maybe if I'm going through a particular season of life that's just, uh, you know, more difficult than before, more discouraging. I'll write down what I'm feeling. I'll write down what I'm experiencing. I'll write down prayers that I'm praying so that when God answers those prayers or when I come through the other side of that difficult time, I'm able to reread and read, uh, reread and go back and remind myself, okay, this is how I was feeling in this moment. These are the things that I was experiencing, but this is the prayer that I prayed, and this is the prayer that God answered. And if he met me in this moment and in this time answering that prayer, then surely he will do it again when I'm facing another trial or difficult circumstances. That's just a a very practical and easy thing for you to do. So I would encourage you to either journal or just write down, hey, if God answers a prayer, write it down so that if you face another difficult situation or a similar situation, you have something to remind yourself of. Uh, Number two, keep a memento. Keep a memento of God's faithfulness to you in your life. There's another passage in the Bible. It's in Joshua. It's where the nation of Israel is traveling across the Jordan River. Right? It's almost an identical situation. This is something that even dates back all the way to the Old Testament, forgetfulness. Right? Joshua is now the leader of the nation of Israel. He's leading the 12 tribes. They get to the Jordan River. The current is too rough for them to cross, and they began to get worried and afraid. And, oh no, what are we going to do? Forgetting that God actually parted the Red Sea and led the entire nation of Israel through the Red Sea. So Joshua parts the Jordan River through God's help. They cross to the other side, and God's command to Joshua, if you remember another story, was to get 12 stones to represent the 12 tribes of Israel and to build a monument on the other side of the Jordan River so that when everybody or anybody walked past that monument, they would be reminded that God split the Jordan River in two and allowed his people to cross. It was a memento, it was a a monument, a memorial 
for people to be reminded of God's faithfulness to them. And you can do the same in your life as well. It could be something as simple as a necklace or a little note or a sticker or a little picture of something that was taken of a, fa- of a family member. Just something to remind yourself or keep a hold on to uh, so that when you're going through those difficult times or you're doubting God and doubting faith, you can hold on to that and, and be reminded, okay, no, God is faithful. God is true and He can help me. And finally, number three, listen and share testimonies with one another. Listen and share testimonies with one another. We all have situations in our lives. We all have stories in our lives of ways that God has come through for us, ways that God has helped us, ways and moments where God has provided for us. And you will never know how encouraging your testimony might be to somebody else. There might be somebody even in this room who's experiencing a challenge, a hardship, or a difficulty, and you have experienced something similar, and you sharing with that person how God has helped you in the past and how God has loved you through it and how God has enabled you through it will be so encouraging to that other person. So I always encourage people, listen to other people's testimonies, share your testimony, be encouraged by one another's testimony of how God has helped you and maintained your faith. Those things help us remember. They just help us remember who God is. And no matter what you're going through, don't forget to remember that God is compassionate to believe in who He says that He is and to ultimately be reminded that He is the one that loves us and that He can help us with anything that we need. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. It's all about Jesus. Look to Jesus always. Always rest in Him. No matter what we experience in life, it's always about Jesus. And we can always be reminded that no matter what, He will be the one to help us with the things that we need. He's not too intimidated by your sin or your circumstances or situations. He's not afraid to help you. And not only is He able to help you, but He's willing to help you. Right? I would love, right, it's one thing to have somebody who's able to help, but then to have somebody who's more so willing to help and wants to help, man, what a comfort that we have in knowing Jesus in that way. Don't forget. Don't forget to remember. Let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you so much for your continued and constant reminders that you are compassionate, We can believe in you. We can trust you. That no matter what we face in this life and in the life to come, you will be the one to see us through to the end. I know that there are people here in this room that are are experiencing difficult things. They may be experiencing trials. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're anxious. Maybe they're exhausted. Maybe they're not feeling well. Maybe they want to give up. I pray and ask that, Holy Spirit, you would meet those people where they're at in this moment. That you would remind them that if you can feed 9,000 people, you can feed 12. That if you did it before, surely, surely, you can do it again and you can meet them in their need. I pray that we would be a community of faith that encourages one another. That we would remind ourselves and ultimately be put in in a position to remind our brothers and sisters in Christ through the word and the communication of our testimonies, I pray that you would bring those testimonies back to our mind of ways that you have been faithful to us, ways that you have 
met us with compassion in our sin, ways that you have helped us and healed us and comforted us in moments that were too great for us to bear. May we be reminded of those situations and may we be people who are willing to communicate that and encourage others with our story and our ways and, and the ways that you have helped us. Pray that we would look to you. Pray that we would love you. Pray that it would all be about you. May we not forget uh, the ultimate sacrifice that you gave in your death on the cross. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sin. And thank you for making a way. And that your word is true. And it says that if anyone were to look to you and put their faith in you, you will forgive us of our sin. And we can become Christians if we place you in our lives and we give our hearts to you. So I pray that that would be the thing that's on people's minds day by day, the gospel, that we would be reminded of what you've done for us on the cross each and every single day, and that we would be people who are eager and willing to share that message with the world. Pray over this community of faith this morning. Bless them, protect them, watch over them, give them wisdom and discernment and strength as they navigate their week. And I pray that you give uh, just a special blessing on the leadership and the elders of the church, that you would grant them wisdom and discernment and the next steps that, that they go as a, as a church. And may you ultimately receive all the glory and honor and praise. It's in your name that I pray and ask all these things. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Faith Community Church, you can find us online at fccsobo.org or on our Facebook page by searching Faith Community Church. As always, God loves you, we love you, and we hope you have a wonderful week.